Well, these are excerpts from a uh, well-known transcript. Jim Lovell. We heard, we all heard the explosion. There was a dull but definite bang. Not much of a vibration, though, just a noise. Jack Swigert, just a noise. Jim Lovell, probably came through the structure. Maybe I was floating at the time. Jack Swigert, okay, Houston. Jim Lovell, Houston. Jack Swigert, we've had a problem here. Pause. This is Houston. Say again, please. The story of Apollo 13 is well known by many of us, and thank God it ended well. But for a few days, the crew and those in mission control knew they were faced with a potential catastrophe. The outcome was completely unknown for many hours. While none of us that I know of have been in space on a mission, every one of us here today has, without doubt, been through short-lived challenges. But something else is true. Most, if not all, of us here today have endured tough times that have gone on on and on and on. And sometimes we make it through stronger and wiser with invaluable life lessons. Sometimes, however, we pull through feeling depleted, beat up, or less than. So, as I often say, while there is so much to be grateful for, and I believe we will make it through the challenges we are faced with, Without doubt, there is a lot of heartache, struggle, and pain happening all over the world for reasons we're familiar with. Yet, as I shared last week, as Helen Keller once said, although the world is full of suffering, it's also full of overcoming. This is where the importance of resilience comes in. Last week, I began this short two-part series on resilience. And before continuing, however, I'd like to do a very brief review of just a little bit of what we talked about. First, from a couple of sources, here are some definitions of resilience. Resilience is not just about surviving. It's about coming through adversity and learning and growing from it. Another person notes resilience is the ineffable quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life and come back stronger. It's also essential to note that resilience is something that can be learned. If we are not resilient, we can become more so. We can lose resilience, but also gain it back again. And so if you are struggling today with resilience, please take heart. We can grow and develop resilience with help, support, love, and God. And finally, resilience is something that only happens when things are hard or tough or challenging. When things are easy, resilience is not really needed. Last week I said that there are at least 10 qualities or characteristics of resilience, that we can find such qualities expressed through the lives of many people in Scripture. While there are clearly more than these 10 characteristics of resilience, we are looking at just these 10 for now. Last Sunday, we explored that resilient people have a strong trust in God. Certainly, such trust might be challenged and even waver at times, but when it's all said and done, resilient folks trust God. We also explored values and that resilient people have clear, well-articulated, and adhered-to values and principles by which they live through good times and bad. 
And finally, we looked at some resilient people in Scripture who made it through tough times precisely because they've been, they have an attitude of worship and gratitude toward God. Last week's sermon, like all of our sermons, are on our webpage if you'd like to go back and listen. Well, anyway, with all of this in mind, I'd like this morning to explore the next seven qualities of resilient, aside from the three of trusting God, values and principles, and worship and gratitude. And I'm going to be grouping several of these together because some of them are quite related. And the first three I'd like to explore this morning with you are emotional expressiveness, vulnerability, and a connection with others. While Jesus was known for many things, he certainly was known for expressing his feelings. There are examples of this throughout his life. When Jesus learns that a man he loved named Lazarus was ill, Jesus traveled to go and see him. And when he arrives, he learns that his friend has died. Jesus weeps. We're also told that Jesus was deeply moved and troubled, and he expressed it. When Jesus gets the news that John the Baptist had died, he goes off to a quiet place by himself where he grieves. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says to those around him, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. Jesus does not tell us to stuff our feelings and distress, but rather to share our emotions with him. And throughout the Gospels, Jesus frequently expresses anger in response to those who are hard-hearted and uncaring and acting in unjust ways. The bottom line, Jesus was incredibly resilient, in part because he was emotionally expressive and he expressed what he was feeling without reservation. Before Jesus, King David, who had his strengths and pretty potent weaknesses, clearly was emotionally expressive. When he learns that his sons have been killed, he tears his clothes and lay down on the ground. And when he worshiped, he was known to dance in the streets filled with emotion. David was resilient as he came back from heartache and difficulty, stronger and wiser. And he was resilient in part because he expressed his emotions so freely. Then there was a woman named Hannah whom I referred to last week. When Hannah was going through a terrible time, she cried so loudly someone thought she must be drunk. Yet Hannah was resilient, in part because she let her feelings out. Story after story of resilient people in Scripture show that people emote what they are feeling without reservation. They don't stuff their emotions at all or avoid sharing what is going on within. Quite the opposite. This helped them respond to crises with resilient, resilience. And this is likely because emotionally expressive people also have another quality of resilience, which is vulnerability. Here are just a few examples of vulnerability in Scripture. In the Gospel of Luke, a woman who has had a hard life, a woman who is living with the consequences of her bad decisions, this unnamed woman has the guts has the vulnerability to go to a house filled with self-righteous religious types to be near Jesus. Upon arrival, she washes Jesus' feet with her tears, despite the ugly reception she received from those there. Without a doubt, her vulnerability led to a profound connection with Jesus. Then there was James, Jesus' brother, who wrote this, Confess your sins to each other. 
In other words, when we do something that is wrong, when we are self-centered, when we are selfish, we're to admit it to other people. We are to be that open, to be that vulnerable. Then there's the story of Pharisees who opposed Jesus at every turn. Yet there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus who traveled to see Jesus as he was open to learn from Jesus. And as a Pharisee, by going to Jesus, Nicodemus was putting himself in a vulnerable position. Yet by doing so, his life was changed. Then one day, there's a story of a woman with a horrible illness that caused her to hemorrhage. She took a big risk and pushed her way through a crowd just to touch Jesus. And she profoundly connected with Jesus because of her vulnerability. Story after story of resilient people are about a willingness to be vulnerable. Related to vulnerability and emotional expressiveness as characteristics of resilience is a focus on, on interdependently connecting with others. As human beings, we are who we are because of and through other people. At the beginning of creation, God said it is not good for a person to be alone. And as the nature of God is a relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and as we are made in the image of God, we are designed to be connected and interdependent upon others. Resilient people know this. They never try and go it alone. They do not seek to go through what life offers or throws at them by themselves. Resilient people know that everything is relational. Jesus knew this. Everything he did was through the relationships he had with others. Then on the night before he was crucified, he gathered people around him. When he prayed in Gethsemane, he asked his closest friends to be with him. It's why Paul, in a letter to the people of Galatia, wrote that we're to bear each other's burdens. Being interdependent upon other people is an essential characteristic of resilience, as is a willingness to express all feelings and vulnerabilities I just mentioned. But then there's another characteristic of, of resilience that may surprise you, and that is altruism. Story after story in scripture highlights that people who made it through tough times and came out the other side were altruistic. Take Ruth, for example. Her mother-in-law loses her husband. She, too, becomes a widow. Ruth's mother-in-law decided to make a major life change. Ruth selflessly stays by her side, and she thrived because of her altruism. Then there's the story, the well-known story of Jesus, telling the story of the Good Samaritan. A fellow's critically injured, the least likely person renders aid. And through the story, Jesus is emphasizing the importance of altruism in our lives. In the book of Acts, there's a little story about a woman named Dorcas who lived her life selflessly helping others. And throughout the Old Testament and Jesus' teaching, altruism is not only emphasized, but highlighted as the way to live. Resilient people know this. They're altruistic to their core. Altruism expands our focus beyond ourselves and also helps to build a connection with other people, which, as I just mentioned a moment ago, is also a characteristic of resilience. And while emotional expressiveness, vulnerability, connecting with others, and altruism are key components of resilience, so is a willingness to embrace change, along with a continual openness to learning something new. In Scripture, 
resilient people over and over and over again embrace change. Over and over and over again in Scripture, resilient people know they don't know everything and know that they have something new to learn every day. Resilient people know that like what was said in the book of Ecclesiastes, that there's a time for everything, that nothing lasts forever. There are a ton of examples of these points. Joseph grew up within a large family, and although he was blessed in this regard, Joseph alienated his brothers. Tough family dynamics resulted in Joseph being hauled off to Egypt. Yet Joseph embraces this change and thrives despite being enslaved. Some time later, he ends up in prison, yet he endures and adapts and eventually gains a senior position in the Egyptian government. Again, he embraces the change. And Joseph, through it all, was always willing to learn something new. And he was extraordinarily resilient as a result. Then there's this story. Jesus one day said, don't put new wine into old wineskins. Rather, put new wine into new wineskins. And while this parable is about a number of things, Jesus was conveying to people who were stuck in their ways to be open to change, to be willing to learn something new, in this case, something about God. Jesus was also known to say to those around him, change and become like little children. It was the same message to all of us. Be open as children. Be willing to learn something new, like children, regardless of how much we think we already know. Peter one day on this point wrote, always be willing to grow in knowledge. In other words, we all have new things to learn about ourselves, others, and God every day. This is why in the book of Proverbs we find these verses. Fools despise instruction, and don't be wise in your own eyes. There is more hope for a fool. These characteristics of embracing change and always being willing to learn something new because we don't know, we, we know we don't know it all, are central characteristics of resilient people. And it is through such qualities that we go through adversity and learn and grow from such adversity. Well, the final aspect of resilience has to do with having a sense of purpose and meaning in life. Resilience people know what the purpose of their life is. They find great meaning day in and day out, regardless of what is happening. Purpose and meaning serve as rudders to steer resilient people through rough times. Let's start with the penultimate example of this. Jesus went through daily adversity, hardship, and ostracization. People taunted him, spoke behind his back, belittled him. Some folks hated him and his newfangled way of looking at the world and God. Many despised his focus on love as they preferred power. Some people tried to throw him off a cliff. Others jeered. Politicians of the day didn't much care for Jesus, even though they were willing uh, to take advantage of him. Again, they wanted power without any interest in living like Jesus. Religious leaders not only abandoned him, but wanted him killed, which they accomplished. Yet throughout Jesus' life, he was the epitome of resilience. He had a clear sense of purpose, and the meaning of his life was crystal, through, crystal clear, and this got him through. Paul, who was beaten up countless times, shipwrecked, stoned by rocks, and thrown into jail time after time, 
was resilient. He overcame. And he overcame because he embraced his sense of purpose and meaning in life. This enabled him to one day write, suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. His sense of purpose and meaning kept him hopeful through the hell he went through. Then there was Queen Esther. She understood her purpose, role, and meaning in life, and she too was astonishingly resilient and overcame much. So was Sarah, Abraham's wife, who at an older age went through a wild ride of change. So was a little-known woman named Jehosheba, a woman in the Old Testament who went through hell and saved her infant nephew from being killed. These and countless other stories remind each of us of the importance of becoming clear on what our purpose is at the moment in life and where we find meaning. And even if we feel we are clear on the purpose of our lives, and even if we find meaning, if we want to remain resilient, we have to reaffirm our purpose and our meaning continually. I believe that through these days we are enduring, and let's not kid ourselves, we have a lot still ahead of us. I believe through these days that each of us can become more resilient. We can reinforce the resilience we already have, or we can become even resilient for the first time. But I believe we need to be intentional about working on each characteristic or quality of resilience. It's likely that we each are stronger with some qualities than others. Think about these qualities and where you may need to work on one or two or three. Remember, resilience is all about trusting God, even when it doesn't make sense to do so. Remember that resilience is having clear and explicit values and principles by which we live through good times and bad times. What are our principles? What are the values by which we live? Do we need to get clear on them or reaffirm them? Resilience is all about having an attitude of worship day in and day out, worshiping God at every chance we have, and expressing gratitude toward God across circumstances. Do we need to work on having a more worshipful attitude day in and day out? Remember, too, that I talked about becoming emotionally expressive. Are we stuffing our feelings? Do we need to learn how to let out what is going on within emotionally? Are we avoiding being vulnerable with ourselves, with others, and with God? Where are we with embracing dependence upon other people more than our independence from everything? Do we need to work on being emotionally expressive or vulnerable or dependent? Remember also that resilience is about living altruistically. Do we need to gain the heart of a selfless servant? Do we need to work on that? Where are we with embracing change? Where are we with a willingness to learn something new every day? Where are we with understanding that we don't know everything, no matter how old or wise we think we are? Where are we with having a clear sense of purpose and meaning in life? So I invite you to join me in putting some intentional effort into any of the qualities you feel you need to work on, develop, and grow. I invite you to join me in asking those you trust to help you in working on those qualities. I invite you to join me in praying to God and asking God for help. And the good news is that every one of us can, can grow to become more and more resilient over time.
We can absolutely bounce back. We can without doubt overcome. We can thrive regardless of what's going on around us. We can do this. We can make it through this time and come out the other side with lots of invaluable life lessons in hand. We can come out stronger and wiser. We can become a stronger community of faith. We can come out more loving and kinder and gentler and end up being more like Jesus. And we can do this because we can become more resilient with the help of each other, the help of the chapel, and the unbounded, gracious, loving help of God. And so for a moment, let us, let us pray in silence and, and think back to any point that, that touched you or any quality of resilience that you feel you may need to work on the most. And let us just spend a few moments in prayer with God, praying about and thinking about such things. <clears throat> 